Welcome to No Prize Podcast. What a brand spanking new intro and sharp that looks. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Lucas. How are you? All good. I think the audio guy deserves a raise for that, ah. uh, for that uh, intro. That was, as they say over here, tickety boo. Oh. It's the only place I say it. Quite the fish and chips, wasn't it? <laughs> no, banging. <laughs> bangers, fish and chips, just, just saying. Bangers, right. bangers and mash, bangers and mash. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're into May, and the big news here is we have the opening of Doctor Strange this weekend, and uh, only one of us has seen it, so we're doing a non-spoiler type uh, episode here, so that uh, so that Johnny and I don't get spoiled, but. Lucas is going to go over our uh, opening day numbers here. Look, thirty-six million on that Thursday, that opening day, and then uh, through the weekend, it's looking like uh, eighty-five million up to that freaking uh, that, that Saturday. Um, and people are thinking maybe, just maybe, this may be able to do one hundred fifty. And look, Marvel needs this. They need this bad boy to hit a billion because. With the business ongoings right now that Marvel has, they, they need this money really badly right now. Mm. Um, and it's not just bad dealings. It's just the way that the freaking stock market has gone right now, um, especially with the interest rates being recently raised. Um, you know, all the money that they owe, it's going to be problematic. Um, this right, These numbers right here kind of put them at eighth when it comes to openings, all-time openings uh, for superheroes movies that includes DCU members. Um, Man, and and they they really and you know what Marvel really needed this. You know why? Because all we've been talking about, and actually everybody around me that's been talking about, it's like, hey, Marvel's kind of been slipping a little bit, right? You know, in between that Moon Knight series and some other series that just haven't quite hit. Uh, they kind of really needed this one to hit. Now here's the deal: some of the re- reviews about this thing haven't necessarily been light. They haven't been necessarily good or positive, um, but I do think it sits at least 78% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, whatever. Uh, I got to check it out last night, and you know what? It wasn't bad. The acting was absolutely terrible. It was absolutely fucking tr- Excuse me. Excuse me. It was, it was absolute trash. Tell us how we really feel. <laughs> the, <laughs> the acting was absolute trash. Um, some of the, you know, the timing... Uh, some of the emotional scenes were absolute trash, right? Mm. Um, so you know, I, I always go into like, okay, let's do let's do more representation, right? Whether it be black, yellow, red, you know, you want to get the LBGTQ, you want to get those people represented. Let's let's do that, but the timing has got to be on point. You can't freaking just stop the story in order to do that type of stuff, and they missed in this one. Right, um, and it it makes sense because you know why? Because this movie is supposed to be a horror movie. It's not supposed to be a lovey-dovey freaking. Let's hold hands across the freaking America and across the multiverse. This is supposed to be a bad person going after and killing all, calling good, and then you know maybe 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 the final girl survives. Maybe right, um, and we got some elements of that, you know, congrats to Sam Raimi, who actually did a good job on his part. You could see that there were two different screenwriters, right? One that was supposed to do the superhero stuff, and then him coming in and doing the, uh, uh, you know, the horror stuff, right? And that horror stuff 
was absolutely on point. The other stuff, oh my goodness, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta clean, clean some of that stuff up, man. But um, but uh, you know it, looked like, it looked like they were trying to like break new ground and stuff. We haven't seen a like a real Marvel horror movie, right? And I, and I did. That's what I did hear was that there was some uh, some of those vibes in there. And um, my my kids both saw it. They said it was great. Uh, and and they're under uh, penalty of death to not spoil it before I see it on Monday. Um, but, but, you know, yeah, uh, you know, we want to segue into Moon Knight cause I do think that was a good point where you think that, uh, you said Marvel was kind of losing a little, a bit of a step there. Um, I thought Moon Knight, uh, was a miss for me. Um, <laughs> and you guys were just telling me that you guys couldn't even get into the show. A yeah, little bit, you I mean, know, I mean, I've watched the first episode. Um, I wasn't really enthused to watch the next one. Um, I am going to binge it. Um, I've got some time off coming up and I'm going to sit and I'm going to plow through. At least that's the idea. But mm. my wife, who who likes the Marvel shows and the Marvel movies a lot more than I do, um, even she stopped halfway through the episode, second episode. So, Well, uh, I, I watched the entire things and, and I'll tell you, the so six episodes I didn't think was going to be long enough, um, but it turned out to almost be too long. And my biggest gripe my biggest gripe in the whole show is that um, Mark Spector didn't have enough time as Moon Knight in the in all six episodes. He was, you know, a couple of times he was in it for a minute as far as being the being the superhero instead mm -hmm. of uh, instead of being Stephen Grant or Mark Spector. Um, and then the as you as you went on, I expected them to do more Moon Knight stuff, and they didn't. And even to the detriment of the final episode where they introduce another superhero in the last episode. And you have to really kind of dig back into your Marvel uh, historic knowledge to even know who this character is. Because it's, first of all, it's a gender switch. And second of all, it's an obscure superhero character who's maybe appeared two or three times in his in the, the entire history and they and they actually focus on that character in the final episode rather than moon knight and to me that was a huge miss because that was what i i wanted to see moon knight kicking ass and instead mm. we got kind of like a marvel team up at the end and to me it was um it was really kind of a, a missed step there um and i you know, maybe maybe that 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 uh, introduction of a new character might get you to watch the show now. Um, but with with rumors of that, this is it. It was a one and done. No, with no season two coming. Then really, I don't see the point. Right. So, I mean, I thought the CGI in the show was terrible. Uh, yeah. Um, well, uh, Marvel's done better. And and I was and I remember saying to you guys that I worry that the mental health element is used as a MacGuffin. And that feels like, from what I've heard so far, and that's there's no actual conclusion to any of the personality's story. It's just let's no. add another personality. Let's add another personality. Let's add another personality. And if I wanted to watch shows about different personalities, surely the the, the, the idea is that it's Moon Knight that all these personalities are are the cape that are hung on it, mm -hmm. so to speak. You'd expect that to have some sort of resolution, yeah. or at least some sort of progression for one of them. But if you're going to keep chopping and changing, chopping and changing, well, then, you know what? There's no continuity. There's no sense of drama because the ones that I like probably aren't going to turn, 
turn up again. So, yeah, yeah. And, and once you watch the entire thing, plus the after credit scene, which of course there's one, um, that you'll, you're going to feel even, even more strongly about the point you just made. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. I, I mean, you, you, you just made, you made a point without even knowing, it, without even knowing it. So, oh, there you go. That's you know. how, that's how. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know the the only thing. So what we have upcoming, we have uh, we will be Doctor Strange for the next uh, for the next couple of weeks here, and then um, we have Thor: Love and Thunder coming out in July. So we got a couple of months to go there. But first, we have Obi Wan coming in just a couple of weeks, and um, mm. so we're trying to stay away from some spoilers there. But uh, I see I've seen the latest trailer that dropped on the uh, on May the fourth. Be with us and. Uh, I thought look, I th think it looks great, and it's a, like six issue limited series, so this oh, is another one and done. Yeah. So, yeah. so no. May the fourth, I'm going to say, um, happy birthday to my auntie Sheila. <laughs> May, May the fourth is her birthday. Um, she's not that impressed. She says, she says it was Star Wars Day, but you know, she's a, she did get there first. So there you go. Well, happy you birthday, know, auntie Sheila. You know the um, you know the digital signs they have on the highways when you're driving. Uh -huh. give you messages on uh -huh. may on may 4th i was driving in uh driving to work in boston and um they had signs like you were driving down the signs and like one sign would say uh speeding is the path to the dark side <laughs> and you'd get further down you get further down to be like only a scruffy looking nerf herder litters <laughs> and you know and, yeah there was there was a, there was a few of them and uh I thought that that was uh, that was pretty cool. Was it? Uh, drive the speed limit. This is the way. <laughs> I thought it was. I was just laughing, and I was just like, "Oh, all these nerds that are in charge of these digital signs today." They're, they're slowing down. All the nerds <laughs> driving are slowing down, causing this traffic and accidents. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh, yeah, I I actually thought uh, this is the first year that I've actually seen May Fourth really kind of embrace as far as Star Wars, like cut like all over the country not just uh not yeah. just in our society here um but everywhere i just want to say for all you super nerds out there who think it's cool to say may the fourth be with you and then post a picture of something from star trek or doctor who or some other science fiction thing you're idiots every <laughs> single one of you <laughs> just saying they're they're wrecking with your sensibilities oh, I, I, just, I, just, I don't understand the point of it all to be fair like you know you don't uh you know well, you, you don't celebrate one thing by promoting another but hey ho what do i know is it the variant yeah. for the star wars obi-wan book yes sir this is the one in 25 the is it the anandito i believe yeah the ario anandito uh one in 25 this was sold out to include several of the even the qualifiers sold out uh the phil noto the momoko hasn't sold out yet because look we were going to over order the phil momoko um now there was two spoilers uh there was two new um characters inside this freaking book one is a childhood friend of uh obi-wan and the other one is a new villain um i forget what her name is like arasan or something like that uh so people were all, all over this because Look, Star Wars has been hot. Freaking, that's uh, definitely a thing that people can focus on, and you know that they might show up at some point where wherever the Star Wars universe is freaking happening. So mm -hmm. people were hyped to pick this one up. Cool. Nice. I actually like the story in this too. Uh, yeah, it was all right. 
and the Star Wars books have a kind of, for me, they have like a holding pattern in the yeah. most part. They're kind of like just sat there just waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Um, I am a little bit done with the whole uh, Dameron's in the main book. I could do without that. But... Right. Well, I'm, I'm enjoying the uh, the Crimson Rain storyline that's going through the entire the entire uh, line. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what I like the, that they're doing with the Star Wars uh, universe at, at Marvel is uh, kind of tying everything together and kind of not, nothing's like off in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, well, I, I enjoy having that. Good. Yeah, well, I mean, things are getting going to get a little bit more interesting now because um, at CinemaCon, um, you know, they Marvel made a whole bunch of announcements to include um, some stuff that was in the Dark Horse freaking uh, you know, sector. So, so for those that don't know, Star Wars is broken up into two segments, right? There's the normal continuity Marvel Star Wars universe, right? And anything that's hap- that happens inside the, the movies, and then there's the stuff that was written by Dark Horse. That at one point Marvel said, "No, that that didn't happen. Forget about it." Um, but now, um, let's see. There is a uh, I forget the name of the thing that they're going to do, but uh, one of the principal characters, his name is Ulick Heldrama. He's going to get a freaking show at some point. Um, is he, he from the Star Wars Legacy series? Yes, he's from the yeah. Star Wars, it's, and it's not called Star Wars Legacy. It's called the sector they broke it off is Star Wars Legends, right? So that means that, well, there's, there's this, there's here's the stuff that we know for a set happened, but then there's this weird stuff about Jedi Legend that can't be true over here. So don't pay right. attention to that, right? Well, um, it's funny, it's funny you mention that because in the second of the new ones, what's that? The Last Jedi, the Last Jedi is that the middle one? The Last Jedi, they start using an indicator to uh, uh, transport to stop the the rebels jumping to hyperspace. That's in the Timothy Zahn books. Mm. Yes, way, be, way before dark. Well, way be, well, just around the same time as as uh, Dark Horse were doing their Dark Empire series. That was the whole thing. And also, you've got to bear in mind that the book uh, Shadows of the Empire, uh, which introduced uh, a crime syndicate. Yes, that was at the time classed as canon. Yeah. In fact, the um, Black Sun is the criminal criminal organization. Gets a mention in the solo Star Wars movie. So you know, the I don't think the I think there are things that are going to transfer over mm-hmm. one way or the other. Um, but you know, you're absolutely right. Uh, Lucas, you know, sometimes it is harder for characters to, to make that change, but... Well, know. though they do the in the Rise of Skywalker, they do the cloning of the Emperor. That's the storyline from Dark Empire. Mm. The mm. Dark Horse. That, that, was a, that was like a rip. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I was like, okay. So, uh, and of course, in, in the in the Timothy Zahn books, they make a clone of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So... Mm. Yeah. Right. So, and a lot right, of those so, books at Dark Horse are really, really good. So... so should go right. go read them but they're, they're from what 20 years ago now right easy um but it's, it's scary right because i i know a lot of uh comic book speculators uh that put a lot of good oh. money in it, some of the newer newer stuff right and the continuity stuff but then there's all this dark horse stuff that they kind of ignored right um when it comes to this look freaking though the white vader freaking costume that's a dark horse thing Right, where he where he actually becomes a good guy and becomes a Jedi, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we already know, hey, he was a Jedi, then he turned to Sith. Well, there's a storyline out there where he actually turned back into a Jedi to help out Luke and Luke and Leia. Um, that's out there. And I know that's just something that they're considering because they just put out a Hasbro Pulse toy for that dark, that white dark, that white Vader. That's out mm-hmm. there. Um, there's also, you know, people might want to freaking think about Luke Skywalker's son. That's a dark horse freaking story. Um, his wife. That's a freaking uh, that's a freaking dark horse I've, story. I've been waiting for them no, to introduce Mara Jade. No, Mara Jade's not dark horse. Mara Jade's Timothy Zahn. Yeah. I really, I'm, yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, I mean, I know I've got the books. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and we're getting <laughs> and we're getting Thrawn in the uh, in the Ahsoka series that's coming out. So that's we've, a, had, we've had Thrawn in Rebels. Right. So, so the the amount of the amount of information, right. the amount of stuff the one they're willing to mine from the different sources, I don't think. I think it's going to be a just. I think it's. I think it's up for debate which one fits where and who's which what. And the fact is, it's all Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. That's right. what I was, I was going with. Right. Well, I mean, I, I well, what definitely what I think what they learned is that. We don't need a rehashing of the same characters. Like we don't need a rehashing of Holo, uh, of Solo, Han Solo, or what happened to him. We, we just love that he was a great, mysterious, tall, dark, mysterious freaking figure that came out of freaking nowhere. You know, we don't need a rehashing of you no know, what C-3PO was doing. You know, while he yeah. freaking, you know we don't need that. We Nobody like, cares about your red arm, three PO. Nobody cares. <laughs> you know, we, you know, we like, like, we, like, we get it. Some of these characters have some, like, uh, you know, the rehashing of uh, the Lando Cardassian character. We don't, we don't need that. He was just a cool freaking cat that just came on the freaking scene. We don't need a rehashing of that. So, you know, we would, we would like to see uh, some of these other characters, you know, if we can flesh out. So, you know, the one cool thing about the solo thing was you know it, it did introduce us to like the cartels right so mm. that fleshes out the crimson rain and, and the crimson rain books have been absolutely fantastic I, I love those but don't freaking you know show me han solo as an awkward kid i don't i don't need that right now i need to see the other bad bad guy freaking characters and how they affected the worst rest of the universe that's all i was saying yeah han shoots first <laughs> yeah, uh, that whole right. argument. Right? That's no argument, you know. Like, well, right. at point at, the, at at frame point zero five, you can clearly see, you know, the green light and then the yellow light, <laughs> and then he falls down. You know, come uh, on, man. Get your uh, down, man. <laughs> all right, let's um let's jump into our first review because I really I want to go back in time a week and and I want to do um Spider Man, oh. Amazing Spider Man number one, um the return of john Ramita jr johnny this was your pick and i really 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 want to hear your thoughts on this because i was kind of a mixed bag myself but i want to hear what you had so so i opened this book and i will i kind of switched off for the spider-man beyond stuff all right yeah so this book opens up and it's the peter parker's on his knees there's an explosion around him and stuff I was like, oh my God, what have I missed? So I had to go back and read the last Spider-Man Beyond yeah. issue to find out. You didn't miss anything. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not yeah. a thing. I was like, oh, great. Cool. Yep. It's a great so, jumping on point for new readers. Yeah. There we excellent. go. So 
Um, we'll go through the stats for this one. Written by Zeb Wells. He mentioned Johnny McMahon Jr. Scott Hanna's on inks. Uh, Marcio Menez is on colours. And VC's Joe Caramanga is, is a letterer. Before I get into the book, I want to say one thing about comics generally. And this goes to everybody. Marvel, DC, indie people. Put your letters on the cover of the book, please. They are valuable creators in their own rights. Thank you. All right, okay. So, anyway, Spider-Man. Get a great I've thwip often... on that cover, yeah. and that thwip yeah. is due to Joe Caramagna. Yeah. So, I would say this. As I've said before, Spider-Man is interesting when Peter Parker's got some problems going on. When he puts on the suit, you know he's going to kick ass, and he's going to be all, like, quippy and whippy and, and thrippy. You know that whole thing. But this book absolutely, totally wears that mindset on its sleeve. Somewhere along the line, he's pissed off Mary Jane. He's annoyed the Fantastic Four. He's persona non gratis in his place. He's annoyed Randy. There's some stuff going on. There is some stuff. On top of that, it looks like Tombstone's becoming the big bad again for a while. Now, I'm of an age where I absolutely love Tombstone from the spectacular Spider-Man run, uh, written by Jerry Conway with our by Sal Busima. So that's around... I think it's around the late 140s to the 160s. There you go. Check it out. Yeah. I'm sure that's around that, that era. Um, I thought this book was great. I thought the dialogue was fun. Um, I'm confused, confused where the kids come from and why they call Mary Jane mom, but I suppose that... that well, the, da- then the daughter looks like Mary Jane too, so I was like, this is, this is really her child. Yeah. So I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, so for me, I liked it. Um, um, the art—it's the art that uh, that absolutely rocks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so for me, John Romita Jr. is a legend, and he should always be on this book. So um, I think I, I think it's great. Um, it is a little bit of catch-up, and it does kind of spoil the happy ending um, uh, that Mary Jane and Peter almost had, I suppose. Um, but it'll be interesting to get them back to where they want to be. I love the fact that Peter still loves MJ. So there you mm-hmm. go. Lucas, what did you think of it? Absolute garbage. No, I'm just... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Everything's absolute freaking garbage this week. Absolutely. All right. Well, I mean, look. Well, just for the record, this was last week. This was last yes. week. Okay. This is last week's book. How did you not like this book? <laughs> because it's another number, Amazing Spider-Man number one. And it just came, just jumped us in this storyline with no other context. Like, okay, everybody hates him. Like, that's, that's. That's literally what he's his whole character thing been like this whole life, right? Okay, like Auntie May doesn't like him, you know, his own you know, his wife who's now no longer his wife doesn't freaking like him. It's like come well, on. Man. In fact, she wasn't like, his wife in the last one either. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I don't know, man. So so they here's 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 what I'm getting at. They missed an opportunity, right? Because I was waiting on the fallout from her lying to him about working for Mysterio. I was working waiting on the fallout from that. If they would have freaking gave me that and then say, okay, as a result of that, therefore this happens. Don't give me this and, and any any good writer will tell you, 
don't do this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened. No, no, you got to go. This happened. Therefore, this happened. Therefore, this happened. Right now, I'm just I'm just dropped in the middle of then and then and then and then and then and then and then he just shows up with the cemetery with a whole bunch of bad guys and then you know and then you know no no repercussions really happen right now except for you know tombstone wants to see him and now tombstone is gonna freaking go after after spidey it's like like okay no bad bad guy villains want want to kill spider-man that's that's what I'm getting out of this. The well, uh, now the, the draw the draw dropping, of course, you already mentioned is that you know uh uh MJ has got kids possibly with another dude. Where did I where did I see this storyline before? Black Widow. Black Widow has some has a kid that came out of nowhere with a with a dude that came out of nowhere. You know? And then you got creepy ass Hawkeye and uh Winter Soldier creeping outside her window wondering what in the heck is going on. That's like that. This is this is way different. This is really, really, really? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, really? yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Really? Well, I think okay. that there's, there's more. Well, there's more to reveal, right? In, in this for in this first issue, and I, I I'm taking parts of both of what you guys think because I am kind of on the middle of the road on here. Um, the one thing that I don't like that Marvel does is these hard resets, right? So now we have a new writer, Zeb Wells, who comes in and. John Romita Jr. So it's new creative team and it's okay. Who cares about what happened before? So I'm like, necessarily, I'm like, okay, so I didn't really even need to read Star uh, Spider-Man beyond. Right. Or I didn't need to read anything about, um, you know, any of, any of the previous run, uh, you know, those, uh, uh, I can't even remember the name of that. Uh, the bad guy that ran around in the last 80 issues of amazing Spider-Man, very forgettable oh, that ended up being oh. Harry. Right. Yeah, um, the yeah, the centipede dude. Yeah, so uh, you know, the, I, so so I don't need any of this. So all of a sudden, there's a, there's we we turn to page one and we have him him screaming when when this whatever this bomb goes off or something, and it looked like he had the timing device, so it looks like he set it off, right? Is that is that what everybody thinks that happened? Maybe I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, We're not jumping ahead. Nope. <laughs> uh, and and I love I and Johnny I love what you, what you said before about you know man his so his social life is just a shit show excuse my yeah. French but we have Aunt May is mad at him again Everyone's you have and, you know and then the MJ bomb drop um, that was the the, the jaw dropping like what the heck did I what the heck did I miss right mm. um, so I'm interested in seeing how this unfolds. I just wish, you know, because they're making big, uh, big news about even though this is Amazing Spider-Man number one, this is really legacy issue, what, 890 something. So we're, we have issue number 900 coming and this is the big storyline that's going to lead to lead to number 900. I think there needs to be some respect about the storylines that have come before and how things should be continuing from one story to the next, not, not a hard reset where you look back and say, okay, so none of that stuff that I've ripped, that I've been invested in for the last three or four years even matters. And this, it's a great point, professor, but here's the, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. 
nobody cared about the stuff that's been happening in the last no. four years in Spider-Man. I know. So if this is so, a if this is a good but, reset to a good a great story, I'm a one hundred percent on board, and I was so, going to be a hundred percent on board anyway. So because yeah, I mean the Nick Spencer stuff, surely to right. God we can all agree that that was for the most part utter tosh right oh, it was like an abortion of a run and that was you know it was it, it was it was forgettable it was not not what i thought would have happened after his captain america run which i thought was great mm. um and it, you know nick spencer was great on the deadly foes of spider-man so he knows knew how to write spider-man it's just that i think what he was doing was you know that everything was leading up to that next event and that's what that's one of the things i don't like that's happening in comics these days is everything yeah. is building towards a uh you know the the next uh quarter almost quarterly event now right so every three yeah. months we get five issues in a in a big double-sized well, issue to finish it i mean it all works at the same time at one point over the last recent time we had the dark times and we had the dark old miniseries both running together yeah. dark yeah, ages. As, well, as, yeah. as well as um no avengers kicking around Yep. So you know, it's not just one event anymore. There's like several mini events yep. that impact a number of different titles. All right. So I, it seems to me like I, I think uh, we're 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 all over the board on this book. <laughs> so, I'm giving it some time. I'm yeah. I, and I'm and I've I've got to be honest because I've, I've been a bit harsh on Zeb Wells in the past. Yes. But I think I think this time around I think he's he's got Peter's voice down, bang on. He's got yeah. He's got um, the, that sense of perpetual. Everything's in the yeah. in in the can very well. And so, you can't understate uh, John Romita's return to the book. Oh, man. The book looks—it just looks—it it looks top tier just by his ass. Well, and and I think we're all of the uh, the age where where he was on the book, and you know, with Hobgoblin and the early eighties, and, oh, uh, and man. Then, just all Perfect. that stuff and 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 uh the, the the villains that they pull out in here with the underworld i mean spiders spider-man's strongest villains always been like the the underworld cd type characters and the tombstone mm. is just fantastic in this book and a great pick to kind of kick I love, this up. I love, love tombstone. And, my and, you, and, and of course we do get the the last uh, the last couple of pages are a little dr octopus teaser mm -hmm. um so you know that he's coming back with uh some new villain that looked like uh uh, he had Dr. Octopus as a prisoner. So, mm. um, so we'll see what happens, uh, going forward, but yeah, it's pretty exciting. Hopefully this is like, uh, the, this is the 60th anniversary of amazing Spider-Man. And hopefully this kicks off a whole year worth of great stories. And if John Romita Jr. Ever leaves this book again, I mean, for what? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see him leaving this book for uh, I, I, To be fair, I'm going to be honest. I'll be, I, I love Ramita on Superman. I loved him on Batman. He suits Spider-Man. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, some artists suit characters and Ramita suits Spidey. Yeah. I mean, in the legacy, the legacy of the Ramita name on Spider-Man is just, uh, is mm. unequaled maybe just by Stan, but anyway, let's Lucas is not impressed. <laughs> no, so, so, well, so as you guys are, you know, having a love fest over there, over this book, Why? I just want y'all to remember that there was a one to 500 variant of this book. Oh, um, okay. Certain retailers had to spend $1,000 to get a particular cover of this book, which was not even that impressive anyways. 
There was one of five hundreds. There was one of two hundreds, one of two fifties, all types of crazy stuff going on with this book. And I just did not feel that the story in, inside warranted that though that type of freaking tension. And neither did the speculators. The speculators agreement. It was like this book is absolute freaking trash. Like how do you how do you go from some those so so let's 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 run the back of the the Spider Man freaking storylines we've had within the last year or so, right? Don't forget Kingpin. He's still out there, and he still has the life and death tablets out there that he had everybody, to include Tombstone, running around to get him. Don't forget that. Then you got the centipede dude who had who was running all through freaking Petey's nightmares, right? Don't forget the fact that, uh, you know, we just had a storyline where his, his ribs are supposed to be cracked, right, where he can basically barely move. And then you had uh, Mary Jane and um, and Black Cat working together for a little bit. That's a great book. Mm. What happened to all that? I could I could logically in my mind see a story writing structure that leads to this, but they said nope. Let's just jump in on this and just start with some panels with him out in the middle of the freaking in the freaking desert. Yeah, I think they they solved they solved that issue with the very the, like the second page where it said six months later. So, you know, mm. I I, I kind of think that there's there's a lot more to see on that. Six months later, gentlemen, for five ninety nine, I want I want what happened inside those six months. <laughs> We're gonna find out. You're gonna have to just pay you more. Get my pages. Not for five ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, nope. All right, let's uh, let's take a break real quick. We'll come back and talk more comics. Watch this ad for. The Definitive Crusade. That almost makes me want to read a DC comic. Well, you should. <laughs> pick, it, pick, pick wisely, my friend. Pick wisely. Pick, pick one uh, of the twenty Batman titles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, sorry. DC, how many books DC are has been I, DC has been killing Marvel right, lately. How, how many X books are there right now? Just saying. Um, okay. The question the question was asked when the advert first played. Why has everyone got glamour shots? But it looks like I'm just being recorded on the show. That's because I'm never away from the bloody thing. I'm always on podcasts. So there you go. But hey. She's got me with a pen in my hand. Great. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's jump into um, our next review, and I want to talk um, the Iron Man. 
That's um, Iron Man number 19. Legacy um, number? Legacy number is 644. Yeah, good man. Uh, so we want to do uh, – so let, let's shout out the uh, the guilty parties here. Writer is Christopher Cantwell. Artist is Cafu. God mm. bless you. Color artist is Frank Darmarda. Letter is VC's Joe Carmagna, popular guy. Put uh, the letters on the cover. Just yes. <laughs> I always like to uh, blame the editors, so let's blame Martin Biro, Annalise Pisa, and Tom Brevoort if you don't like this book. Um, this is the final part of the Corvac saga. Um, and this is uh, – so I'm going to tell you a bunch of things that I didn't like about this book. But first of all, I want to say what I did like. And I think the art by Kefu in this is just absolutely – gorgeous especially yep. with the frank darmarda as yep. the color artist if you just look at page two where you have the backgrounds with the trees and the bridge and corvac glowing with the with the red highlights and uh and just you know holding tony stark in his hands i just thought that 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 was like the panel to just suck me into this book and not let me go mm. and it it did um though thing i didn't like because i because i, I want to say the art is the strongest point in this book um, I didn't like where this story went um, from the beginning and the end of this book, uh, the end of this story really kind of fell flat on its face for me. Um, first of all, you know, yeah, we all know Tony Stark and his bouts with alcoholism, but they really kind of took the a turn down the road here to addict, uh, get him addicted to morphine through the storyline. And here um, is really kind of the culmination of uh uh, of the fact that he's basically, basically overdosing in this issue. And, um, and Korvac, the big cosmic baddie, um, who is about to destroy him, uh, basically, uh, gets talked into, uh, releasing his power cosmic and becoming human. And then because he becomes human, uh, he realizes that Tony Stark is dying. So brings him to the hospital, um, to, you know, to get fixed. And, and the end of this story, we have, um, Tony and Patsy Walker, uh, Hellcat for those people that care, um, end up driving off into the sunset and dropping Tony off at a rehabilitation center to get well. Um, I really kind of thought, um, that the focus on this whole storyline, this is why this shocked me because the focus on this whole storyline was, was Tony versus Korvac. And then Tony stole Corvac's cosmic power and became cosmic himself. And that was the big conflict in this whole story. And then to, to kind of out of left field, turn this into an addiction storyline right at the end, um, really kind of shocked me a little bit. And it the, the, the thing that smacks to me about this, pun intended, is that um, it's it feels like I've read this before. It feels like I've already read a bunch of stories about Tony not being able to chase his demons away. And I, it seemed like an easy out, you know, to, to end this story. Um, and, and what, what happened to the, the big bad drawn out fight at the end between Iron Man and Korvac, which I would have loved to see. Instead, we have an, an issue and I know Johnny hates this. Iron Man's not even in the issue. <laughs> There's no well, armor at all. So, See, yeah, 
So on one hand, you're saying, on one hand, you're saying you don't want to see Tony battle his demons again because you've seen it before, but you do want to see Iron Man take on a big villain and kick the crap out of him because we haven't seen that before, right? But but the, and here's here's what I don't like about the um, you know where comics are going in general is that there's always a, a a third option like they don't have to fight they can kiss and make up and that you know the power of love will get you through which is why I hated the Wonder Woman movie at the end um, the, the this you know that this cover where it says the final enemy I mean the final enemy really is yourself right at the yes. end mm-hmm. and that that to me was uh i i it's it was just a, it was a cop-out to me after the last uh i mean how long has this corvac storyline been going on anyway if you guys have been reading iron man it's been going on for like six months um since maybe even longer than that than that um and and it, to me it was just uh i think it was um an anticlimactic ending and uh I mean, as much as I loved uh, loved the artwork, I just uh, I thought the the storyline was was strong up until this issue where they kind of I, I don't know how they wanted I mean this is how they wanted to end it with uh with Tony being addicted to morphine and needing to go to rehab and that's that that to me should seem way more important than it actually ended up being so well, I don't know what did you guys think Lucas. Yeah, so uh, this, so I was actually looking at some of the covers uh, as to answer your your question about like how long has the story been going on? Uh, it looks like since January of 2021, that's when they actually started bringing in Hellcat into the storyline and dripping her in. So it's been a um, year. Yeah. Um, and a half. No, the in once again when it comes to speculators, because we do read every once in a while. Um, <laughs> the 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 most interesting thing is you know i i was actually looking back over the last two years what has been the most prolific freaking iron man covers right um one was miles morales there's a miles morales iron man cover right and then the other one there's a uh iron heart freaking cover that's out there so the best covers for iron man don't even have iron man on the freaking cover right because He's lost, right? We don't, we just don't care about Tony right anymore right now. And I don't know whether that's because in the MCU he's dead, right? So we don't, they're not speculating on anything else they can do with him right now. And we're just like, ah, well, who cares about Tony if he, if there's nothing else they can do with him right now? Um, they should probably bring back the whole holographic thing, right? Because people actually love that idea of him as a mentor. And then they probably should have probably went from the hologram to this Korvac story where he becomes like a cosmic character, right? So that's that's the whole issue for me right now. Just a couple of issue go, issues ago, he was a whole cosmic character fighting against a Korvac character who was cosmic and trying to go universally cosmic. And now he's just a regular old guy right now with a alcohol addiction. Do people even have alcohol addictions anymore? Gosh, right. yes. yeah, do, do, do we even care about alcoholic? I mean, yes. I get it. Yes, we do. But do we care about that? I mean, like, come on, it's 2022. People have fentanyl addictions now. Right. It's right. all about meth this and is, fentanyl. Right. Okay. Right. Johnny? As a, as a proponent of mental health, I can safely say that the issue in this book isn't whether he's addicted to, to, to pills, painkillers, 
alcohol, stimulants, whatever. The, the idea behind this book is that somewhere along the line, both Michael and Tony have a gap in their character that makes them want to use things to make them feel better. Whether that but, be whether that but, be cosmic power, or is it even Tony himself says it, even if it's using the armor to make him feel better. Right. So but you gotta got remember, got remember Johnny. The substance doesn't yeah. matter. The addiction is internal. Yeah. Got but you gotta remember, Johnny, here's you gotta remember the one big thing that I will always go back to. Remember two years ago? Where they established that this is not even fucking Tony. Well, this is but that, that was another point that I was going to make. This is that's not even I Tony. Reading, <laughs> I was reading this. Right. I was right. reading this book, and that's I had your voice in my head saying, "Well, this isn't Tony." Well, I suppose you could argue that it's going to have Tony's failings and so on, you know. Um, but I just think, from a mental health point of view, I thought the story was well done. I thought the elements of addiction were well covered. Because it isn't, it isn't about alcohol. It's not about pills. It's about being addicted in the first place. It's about filling that void in your life with another substance, right? And the rehab bit is because it normally takes something like twenty-one days to break a habit. Mm-hmm. Now, anyone can go into rehab and get break the habit of using alcohol, but if you don't fix that thing that's wrong with you internally, if you haven't got that emotional uh, center, if you haven't got that thing that's that's causing you to drink in the first place resolved, then you're going to drop to something else. And that's exactly what Tony's done. If you look at it, he's gone from alcohol. He's gone to painkillers. He even uses his armor as a way to escape. Yeah. So for me, I get it. You want to see a big battle, but you get it, but not the way you expect it. And I think it's a really, I think Cantwell does a great way of showing what addiction actually is without actually glamorizing it. So for me, this book, the art, Professor, you're absolutely right. The art just is staggering. Cafu mm-hmm. and, and DM, I can't say it, D'Amato. Um, they do, the, the art and the colors are gorgeous. For me, this was the pick of the pick of this week's comics, hands down, hands down. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought, thought, I see, this is a thing. This is surprising me, Johnny, because I thought you wouldn't have liked it because I, Iron Man didn't make an no. appearance. It was just Tony no. Stark. Uh, for mental health, I'm a big proponent of mental health. You know, in my day job, um, I'm a safeguarding officer. I deal with lots of vulnerable people and vulnerable adults on a daily basis. And to see um, real life issues handled so responsibly just mm. puts a great big smile on my face. So there you go. Well, and they did at the end, uh, the final page had a phone number to call. Yeah. Uh, if you, yeah. you know, if, if you knew or if you needed help with addiction. So, you know, this, this to me, I, I didn't know that the storyline was going to end up here with mm. a, with a kind of like an addiction note at the end. And, and that was surprising to me. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Well, it you know is what, what it is. Right. You know, you know, what's weird. So one of my favorite Iron Man books is the devil in a bottle. Yeah, that's my favorite yeah. cover of all time. And if you actually read the series up to that, that you had no idea that was coming. It's just boom, here you go. Here's yeah. a story about his freaking addiction. So that this kind of fits what they they just like to do with Iron Man. Hey, here we go. Here's some crazy ass freaking story. And yeah, you know, I, I definitely freaking get it when it comes to whole mental stuff. But the problem, the only issue, and I want to freaking come at it, is that if you look at any of the covers, 
to include this one, you have no idea what's coming, right? So, for mm -hmm. instance, this cover right here is a homage to Hamlet's uh, fifth, right? In okay. which, <laughs> in which Hamlet freaking visits uh, visits the cemetery and he sees uh, and he's actually handed the skull of one of his childhood friends, um, and he goes into this whole thing about you know how happy you know you know how you can be happy during your childhood and as you're young, but you know eventually you're going to have to face death. That's literally what it's about. Is you're going to have to face death, and you're gonna and we we will all face death at some point, and the whole thing about the story it doesn't freaking give me that feeling died is right it's, it's a whole different vibe mm. right when it comes to hey facing addiction and he's literally you literally have a god peering into your eyes trying to whoop your ass in a freaking shape freaking hey i'm getting ready to fucking kill you and you're like well i don't care yeah. i don't care about dying right now uh, yeah. i got some other crap going on yeah so alas Yorick, i knew him well can you do that when I wake up, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All I right. Just so... to, I just went on the record that Lucas said I was right. Y'all heard that, right? <laughs> no, you're I mean... mostly right, man. It's just that, you know, <laughs> it, when it comes to the other readers, the speculators, do they care about what you mean? Yeah, that's, right? you know what? That, that's a fair shout, actually. But, um, but hey ho. All right, let's jump into. Uh, we're going to drop one of the books, but we're going to drop. We're going to do Avengers Forever. Um, oh. Yeah. So Lucas, Lucas, this is your pick. Let's uh, take it away. Okay. So they they're changing stuff up with Doctor Doctor Doom right now, and yeah, there's the whole thing about you know the criminal squad, the masterminds of evil, and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Screw, screw that. Because you know, look, <laughs> they've been going through multiverse, multiverse, you know, freaking, you know, conquering other universes, going after this Doom, this Iron Fist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But, you know, and then they turn them and say, OK, you know, hey, we've, we've got this. You know, we've got the spoils and everything. And then like, Dr. Doom, you don't you don't want any of this. And he's like, nah, I've got some other stuff going on. And I'm, I'm into this. I'm in this for some other stuff. And, it, and then they cut away to show that what he's actually all about is he's been going. He's been after all these other Dr. Doom from all these other universes and freaking getting them to submit to him doesn't necessarily go into like why like hey hey that's your thing man that's your fetish you want to freaking you know conquer all the other universes forms of yourself hey that's that, that's you man um but once again the, the biggest thing that they go into and they try to remind people of is like hey this dr doom he's we know dr doom is evil but this is a totally different cat right this is the dude that killed his wife skinned her and then turn her skin into his armor, right? This is a totally of and 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 the skin was and now the skin is magical, and that's what he's been using, you know, to conquer all this these other Doctor Doom, man. And then what what has he been doing with the Doctor Dooms, right? Well, he first of all he crucifies them until they submit, right? Mm -hmm. Or he hangs them from a meat hook, or he tears their eyes out. He makes these other Doctor Dooms. Another Doctor Doom. He makes another Doctor Doom cut his own tongue out. All right. Um, this oh, I'm saying this this Doctor Doom. He's he's another cat, right? Um, and it's interesting. Um, and I don't know what type of self inflection philosophy this thing is trying to be like. Be like, hey, Doctor Doom hates himself that much, or what they're going with. But it's another. It's another 
this is another thing that I was not expecting from Avengers Forever. I don't know to say why this is not Doom Forever, <laughs> but but the but the main thing is you know at the end that there is a Doom above all, which means there should be a Doom below all, which should be even more evil somehow. Um, I'm kind of reeling right now because this this is a ridiculous book. <laughs> Absolute fucking ridiculous book. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> fucking ridiculous, right? Oh man! But I didn't, I didn't know you were going there. They were fucking man. ridiculous book, but the way they slow it down is like, hey, Doom is another top cat. Yeah, you got me. All right. <sighs> right. Johnny, what did you think? More multiversal MacGuffins. It makes no difference. It's a multiverse. Who cares? And this is exactly what's wrong with this M word. This word has been banded around from publisher to publisher for the last two years. If I'm not sick of multiverse storylines, on top of that, the idea of a character going out of their way to destroy versions of themselves, well, I'm really sorry, Jason Aaron, but you need to ring up Tom Snigowski and Janine Acheson from uh, Vampirella um, because they've just done the miniseries that ran for six issues. They did exactly the same thing. And to be fair, I'd rather see Vampirella in comic books than Doctor Doom. That's just a me thing, right? I'm sure we can agree with thigh highs are better than metal armor. Or is that just me? I don't yeah. know. Um, well, I thought I thought the art in this was was awful. I think, is it Jim Town that does the Jim, Jim Tao. Jim, he yeah, did everything, Jim pencils, inks, and colors. And you know, it's just... It's too cartoony, doesn't work. Um, the, the 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 versions of Doom just you know like Man Doom, then Man Phoenix Doom. Mm. I'm like it's like the episode of the Big Bang where they're trying to work out if Man Bat wears a Batman costume, is it Man Bat Man Man, or is it you know and then so on and so forth. It's just it's pointless. It's pointless. I like Doom when he's when he's villainy is actually meant to be doing some good in his own mind. Yeah. Doom being a villain for being villain's sake just doesn't work for me. He's too complicated a character. And yeah. um, I think that this moves away from it because he just wants absolute power. Um, even even our Doom, even 616 Doom, surely won't be too short-sighted to think that the other Dooms of the multiverse have something to offer him down the line. But, mm. yeah... I'm not, I'm like, this was like a hard pass for me. So, um, not only do we get an Avengers book that Jason Aaron writes that the Avengers hardly ever appear in, now we get <laughs> a second Avengers book, Avengers Forever, written by Jason Aaron, where there are no Avengers in it. Um, and that to me is a travesty. You know, this Dr. Doom, first of all, Dr. Doom's a fantastic four villain. He's not an Avengers villain. He never really, never has been. And now he's uh, the Doom above all. Where have we heard that before? Uh, have we heard uh, the one above all in Hulk. Right. Uh, we've heard, you know, that uh, the cosmic ghost rider. This is what I like. Why do they have to take these characters that are already freaking alpha and omega level villains and just just try to put them over the top and make them more powerful and more you know whatever i've and, and we've seen a cosmic level be, uh, doctor doom before in secret wars 30 years ago it's not like um, and, and more recently as well and more recently we yeah. created the, like the the world the doom world yeah uh, 
this this book to me um, is forgettable. Um, I, I thought it was laughable the first couple of pages where his Masters of Evil, who are all overpowered uh, cosmic level versions of uh, even even the the cosmic level versions that we have of Phoenix and uh, and Thanos. And that would get kid Thanos is like more powerful than regular Thanos. I don't get, I don't get it. Um, I, you know, the, the, the world that they, they went into that was a world full of man things. I mm-hmm. thought that that was the stupidest idea I've ever seen. Uh, one, I mean, a stu- stupid idea on top of stupid ideas in this. It was, I just don't understand what this book is supposed to be. Um, it, uh, unless it's supposed to be like a, a what if version of, uh, you know the multiversal Avengers, and it gives, it gives Jason Aaron every excuse to write any story he wants other than an Avengers story. And that is the problem with the multiverse. Right. It's the Mag- I was on a pod with someone. In fact, I tell you, I think it was with um, it was with an indie creator, uh, and he was and we were doing the, the interview and stuff. Um, and Jack Harris is the guy, and he says, "What well, he was off to see Doctor Strange movie," and I called it. Ah, Doctor Strange and the MacGuffin of the MacGuffin-verse. And that's exactly where I am. <laughs> that's exactly where I am. So, no, I agree. I mean, two things I want to see Marvel do. And yeah, I'm going to think that I'm unpopular on this. I want Aaron to leave Avengers. I want Hickman to leave the X-Men. Mm, well, Hickman's already gone, isn't he? Well, yeah. I don't know. I keep seeing stuff with his name on yeah, his, all the place. I mean, yeah, well, well, his influence, his design, is still attributed. His design is attributed to John Hickman, and I, I for one, I like it. I like what they've done with it, so I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, because look, they, they brought us to a freaking point. They say, okay, here's a reset, and then they fleshed out all the characters and say, hey, if you want to know about where that character came from, you can go back to the other books. But this is where the beginning for all this stuff now, and then they categorize all the mutants and everything. So it's it's a, a baby starter book. That's what Power Hacks are now. It's a baby starter book for us young guys. Nobody the, dies. Nobody in the, dies. No in, the MCU, in the MCU, I'm uh, a more uh, understanding of a multiversal type storyline running through Doctor Strange in the movies right now because that's a way to get the mutants that have not previously appeared in the fantastic four and get them all together in the same universe but i do think eventually this whatever they're doing now has to end with one cohesive world and not not the whole multiverse here i like i said i think it's just an excuse for them to do whatever the heck they want if they don't if they don't like the current character that they're writing, they can just make one up from another multiverse and uh, and then write that one. Um, the spider, I hate the Spider Verse for the same reasons, where there's too many versions of Spider Man running around. Uh, the now, Gwen book, the Gwen book, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, Avengers Forever with now there's multiversal Avengers running around. It's just it's too much for me. So anyhow. Uh, that's going to do it for us on No Prize Podcast today. I am off to Parts Unknown for the next couple of weeks, so I think you guys are on your own for the next episode. Oh, we're going to kill each other. Oh, my good God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
What's that? What's that? Uh, what's that? Uh, let's, oh, let's, it's the new X Men. Yeah, it's, yeah. Let's run two minutes. Uh, hey, this is the. These are the books that are coming out this week. Um, the free comic book day. This one is a one in one thousand, right? So one in one thousand times twenty five cents. It comes out to three hundred bucks, right? So if you see anything, if you see this book out there for cheaper, go ahead and grab that one. Don't forget. Uh, there's also a Marvel Voices version. Then there's a Amazing Spider-Man and Venom, John Boy Meyer, that's out there. One once again, one 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 thousand one hundred bucks. Um, Judgment Day is coming. X Men. This like one is cover. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, Banner Banner Wars coming out. Hope for Store Moon Knight sequence for Black White Blood. It's Black White, cover. the Black White series. What a, when it was when there was the odd character, it was great. Now everybody's got one. It's, yeah, it's yeah. It's sort of yeah. Uh, the the cow. And I forget who did this one, but this one is by Sakai, who usually does Usagi Ujimbo. Uh Captain America, Scotty Young. People love Scotty Young. Like that one. Uh, the Oliver Kuppel. This one is the Torrin Clark. And that's it. All right. But yeah, freaking, uh, let's go ahead and get out of here. I, I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> that y'all didn't, when we all was talking about the Avengers Forever, that y'all didn't, <laughs> didn't get into the whole thing about First of all, he talks about killing everybody, all their, all the other guys, killing people for their own sexual fetishes. That's what he literally says. But then when he talks about himself, he's literally within, with his wife's hands, with his wife's hands, choking himself, talking about his hands throbbing. Well, you know, everyone has, everyone has a thing. It's a new meaning to uh, auto, auto erotic asphyxiation. Yeah. 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 All right. You mean to let hands free? <laughs> on, on that note, um, enjoy yourselves, guys. Next next couple of weeks, and I will see you in all when I get it back. Adios. Adios. Uh, wait, not adios yet. I don't have the outro. There we go. <laughs>